Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Geekzilla's Podcast. Today, we got John back. Hold on. I, I made something special for you, John. Real quick. You're the only one that gets the theme music. (laughs) (laughs) If you notice, uh, Ernest is looking at me because I've never given him theme music. He's asked for it. I have not (laughs) given it to him. So you're the first person that gets theme music, John. That's awesome. I like your little chibi characters on the bottom, too. That was cool. (laughs) So a long time ago, we did these uh, characters, right? And and, uh, um, it was on one of those, like, uh, random applications you could download and you could create little figures. And so we we created them. And from there, like, everybody just fell in love with them. So we just kept using them. And I I never thought, hey, this is the we're going to use these for forever, right? (laughs) It was just like, oh, I'm bored. Let's use these, and then next, you know, we're Thank still God. we're still using them. <laughs> That's awesome. Like like tech support. Oh yes, yes, a tech support. Let's not get into that. It's so it, it's an ongoing joke between us. Uh, when we were at uh, IC Stars, which was a, a tech boot camp, um, you know, it's it's from eight in the morning to eight o'clock at night. And you're just we we can't kind of went in with no background in coding, so you have to learn how to code, and then co- we had to code a video game for uh, a financial institution. You so can talk it was, about it. We're well past the NDA. Oh, we're past the NDA. All right, cool. <laughs> so well for we were, NDA. We, <laughs> so we were working with uh, CIBC Bank, right? Uh, we were creating a video game for their financial institution for their. Uh, financial literacy uh, that they I guess they roll out to schools or something. So they came out to us like we need a we need a game. So we're like cool. Uh we're working on it. Again, we didn't know coding. So long hours, lots of coffee, which I'm sure John with as many books as you put out, you've been there. So <laughs> I got a little delusional, right? And I was like, so tired, but I was so energetic at the same time. So there was a puppet, right? Like it was like a pig. So I picked up the pig and I put a headphones on it and like I put it in front of the laptop and everybody's like, what are you doing? I was like, my computer's not working. So I called tech support. And from there, everybody was, again, everybody was extremely tired. When you're tired, everything is funnier or everything pisses you off even more, right? (laughs) So (laughs) we were all dying. And from there, I just kept doing nothing but like pig pun jokes and, you know, things like that. So, um, (laughs) In our video game, uh, we added uh, tech support as the main character of our of our game, and from there, like when we showed it to CIBC, they are like, "Oh my god, that!" Because so the pig came from them, right? Where it was like this was like one of their little mascots, so they were like, "It's our mascots on there." I'm like, "Well, it's a blue pig. It's not your mascot." It, like I added headphones, I added a few other things to it. I had to create from scratch, right? Um, so I was like, that's tech support. And from they fell in love with it. They were like, we love it. We like we want this game. We know this and this. So uh so that's where tech support awesome. came from. Uh, once again, long nights, lots of coffee. <laughs> yeah. No but sleep. It, it's a sentiment of randomness that wasn't supposed to stick along um for long and ended up turning into uh monumental or a very iconic thing. That now outlive it will probably outlive us. 
because we've did <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. So have you played you, it? John, I have I have not, not played officially. <laughs> like the, or the one that was rolled out because uh, they're rolling out to to kids, and I, I I don't I'm not sure if it's on a, a website, like if it's web based or if it's um, local based where they take take it take the machines to schools and have them play it there. I know the first game that they did was web based. Uh, yeah, I'm it was sure. web, so it was localized and web based. the The game that I finished with them was localized and web based, uh, where. They pretty much had their own CIB site, CIBC site, and they the kids they would go to the school, and then kids would have to log into their site to actually play the game. Now, oh, if man. they updated it or changed it from that, I don't know, but I mean, you know, we it's still ours. That was still our yeah. baby. It was, <laughs> it was a fun yet weird time. Now, with with that being said, John. Has there ever been any moments of like, once again, tiredness, too much coffee, too much things, random stuff that came out that actually made it to one of the books that was not planned? Yeah, uh, most of uh, Cinema Muerte is like that. Like, it started, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I don't know, like, Evil Dad meets Clerks was like the plan, but then like the gods and the way they showed up didn't plan it. I was just like, I need something different, and I was like, I'll start with like spiders because everyone hates spiders and I'll figure it out as I go. Like it's just a placeholder. Then it became the real thing. And I got a comic I'm working on right now. That's kind of like, um, it's a girl who's a video editor and she's like overworked, super tired. And she starts to see like a version of Clippy. Do you guys remember that from like, I, got it? I remember Clippy. Yeah. yeah. So he starts appearing in her editing and it's like an AI virus, but it's like an alien thing. And it's helping her edit better. But the more she leans into the AI, the stronger it gets. And then it starts to appear in like real life. But it was definitely like from me editing weddings all last year, just like burned out, wishing I had like an intern or somebody to do this part for me. <laughs> and like, oh, how cool would it be if there's like a thing that could you just feed it the the footage and it'll edit for you automatically. I was like, save me. Mm. And then I was like, Oh, what if it like branched out from there? And then, cause I write everything kind of horror-y. It's like, it just spanned out and I was like, okay, there's something here. So I'm, I'm working on that one still, but that Ooh. one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That, that, I'm not gonna lie. That, that, that one sounds really fun. <laughs> I, I love Clippy. I remember Clippy. So, and, for every time I remember Clippy, I think of The Office. I don't know if you ever seen the episode where um, one of them was trying to write a resume and he didn't know how to use a Microsoft Word. So he's a he called the company. He's like, "Hey, I'm trying to find a uh, Clippy. I don't. I think that's his name." Yeah. And they're like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, like you know, like he would ask. It looks like you're building a resume. Do you need this? You know, and you could click <laughs> on it and it'll build you in the format. So, uh, like." I remember that very like every single time I think of Clip, I think of that. And but Clip, it was amazing. Yeah, a little annoying sometimes, right? Because he would right. kind of intrude on a lot of stuff you were doing. Yeah, but, it's like, oh, it looks like you want to add a hyperlink here. I was like, no, it's a PDF document. They can't click on it, especially back in like the nineties. I was like, no, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Clippy. R.I.P. Clippy. I. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's ever coming back, but um, I doubt again, it. That's, that's another tech support moment right there. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, instead of Clifford, we have now have Siri. We now have Google Assistant. So yeah, yeah. we do. I mean, we we have plenty of AI now, right? Like it's yeah. Like I I think every single source has their AI. Like I know Bing has an AI, which I, I'm I'm surprised people use Bing. Yeah, if, if people use Bing, <laughs> I, they, that that's cool for you, right? But I'm surprised people use Bing, but they have their own AI. Um. And AI is the big new thing, right? Where it's like, yeah, um, it's 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 the future. I know at work, uh, a few years I mean, ago, I joked about it. Right? You can have somebody do it for you. Yeah. Now I, I'm not saying people that I do this. I've heard people do this. <laughs> I heard people uh, they go to ChatGPT and they they ask it, "Hey, can you write a code that does this and this?" And then they just copy it and then just fix it up, make it look better, like make sure it runs because. Code you get Chat from ChatGPT does not always run. As, like it, it will does not run. to do, but it doesn't necessarily work efficiently. It, it does. Yes, it is. It's 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 there to help you get started, but from there you gotta build That's up it. on it and clean it up. So, yeah, but it it does come in clutch, especially in those moments where you're like you procrastinated. Now you yeah. have to come up with something. So. And um, <laughs> it, it definitely helps to create tagging strategies, uh, formal documents, um, and uh, even documents that are, are going for reg- going to regulators and financial institutions. Um, ChatGPT is amazing, but how would you uh, know that also, if you never used it? For those I've purposes. heard. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been told. I've been. I've heard. And I was like, "Wow, yeah, I've know. never." I, here friend, I am. Friend is asking this, but it's not you. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, no. Like, I, I, I would like you know, like I sit down with a with a dictionary. Like, what word could I use for a cinnamon? You know, like <laughs> that. That's how I work, right? <laughs> I gotta go to uh, the stores real quick. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but I, I know with AI as well, right? There's uh, a lot of. Uh, it's messing up a lot of a lot of things as well. One of them is art, right? Um, yeah. I, I know that um, we're, we live in a moment where you could actually generate art using AI. You could generate music using AI. And you could generate uh, almost writing stories using AI. So for, for you, John, from, coming from a person who, you know what, like I, I like to write these, I like to write my stories. I like, to, I, like I want to create these universes and this and this. Uh, how do you feel about people using AI for as a shortcut to writing a book or or yeah because anyone can tell a story right but like to get genuine emotion you have to have like light like life experience into it so uh like my cousin he's been playing with like jet uh, chat gpt lately and like Mm -hmm. he'll read me the stories that he generated from it so i told him i was like all right well like read it out loud and then you can tell because it'll say like oh the terrifying clown terrifying clown terrifying like over and over again and then like it won't give you character backstory it'll just be like oh the scared mailman or like the terrified wife i'm just like so i was like there's no personality behind the characters i was like because there's no thought behind them you can feel the kind of in the moment it's scary because you're listening to the story i was like but when you stop to like look beyond it yeah, for character, they just they disappear. Oh. I was like, so you can kind of see that 
with it because there's a lot of people right now that are like taking jet their chat gpt stories and then ai art and then just putting them together on like amazon as pdf like books and trying to make money off of it like oh i wrote this i was like you didn't read it you you fed it a prompt and then you like edited it in word or whatever i was like but you're not writing a story i was like you're you're feeding it your idea of one which is like it's like bar storytelling where you're at a bar and you're like oh i had this idea for a thing and it's going to be this this and this but then you don't do it i was like chat gpt is just making it easier for you to do that and then just like leave the like try to make a dollar off of it when <laughs> you haven't done the work yet yeah no yeah that, that's that is very true i i know when I first started using ChatGPT, we would just use it just to like kind of fuck around, right? And we would ask it, you know what? Can it create stories, right? So it created a story about, uh, and we're a like, you know what? A water bottle and a cell phone. Yeah, a water bottle and a cell phone, where the water bottle was a villain and the cell phone was a hero, right? And because we're like, you know what? Let's see how ridiculous it can get. So we're like, create yeah. a anime style. A story, you know, where the the protagonist is a cell phone, and the villain is a bottle of water. So it did it. Was it the best story? It was not, but it was like okay, you know, like it it it, it created something you know useful where you could definitely yeah. build upon it, right? Um, so I I guess it. I know there's a lot of people that probably use it for creativity because maybe they they lack that. Uh, you know what? Uh, have this creative thought right so i could see people using it for that yeah i just don't know but, if you should monetize so <laughs> here's my thing with ai especially like let's talk about chat gpt you have to understand that all ai is is a amalgamation of, of all of these data points that previously or already exist and what it's giving you is a combination of the things that it has learned or that it's read. It's not giving you something unique. It's really just recreating work that is already existing to what yeah. you're asking it to do. Like that is the whole, that's my only two sentences. Like when you understand that AI isn't all knowing, it can't give you something really new or unique. It can only retell the stories that it only knows. And that's where i begin whether it's pictures stories or anything like that it can only give you reproduce things off of something that's already been done yeah huh. like if you're using it to like generate uh like a photo of like godzilla and charizard like battling it out cool like that's awesome I mean, that's cool. yeah right <laughs> like that's awesome but then if you're taking that to like a convention and trying to sell prints of it then I'm like, well, that's not your art. Like you generated it, which is cool and like awesome, but like that's not yours. Like chat or the program owns it because they generated it, but the art style that they based it off of is a living person's. That yeah, they yeah. Took. I was like, and that's where it gets weird. So like, uh, there's a guy on TikTok who wrote a book, like a comic, but it's all AI generated art. And, and like he's he's selling a lot of copies of it, so I was like, whatever, dude, like do you? But I got tagged in the comments of it, and he was just like, well, you know, he doesn't draw his own stuff, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, let's do this. <laughs> so then I was just like, either like you don't either, man, like you 
your none of your characters have hands because it doesn't know how to do fingers. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, or like it doesn't do faces. It, It'll always. Do that like is profile. very hard to do. Yeah. I, I that's why I don't draw because I can't do hands. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to do. Yeah. 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 So I just told him I was like, yeah, but I hire artists, and he's like, well, I'm using this program as my artist, and I was like, but it's stealing other people's art and then using it as its own. And yeah. like it, it just got kind of heavy, and I like, I was like, I'm not gonna change your mind. Obviously, it's the internet. I was like, just do what you're gonna do. But yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, I know another time, um, we we were we were joking around about how um, anime titles have gotten super long, yeah. where you know it used to go from like Bleach, One Piece, Naruto, and now it's like a full paragraph, right? So yeah. from there, we're like, you know what? Let's come up with the most randomest anime. And then now there's anime that is just like crazy random. Like yeah. uh, there's one where it's like, well, like I died and re got reincarnated as a vending machine. And now I'm doomed to something about the dungeons, right? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, bro, like this person reincarnated as a vending machine, right? It's like crazy. Yeah. Like people reincarnated into slimes and stuff. Right? <laughs> and they make it work. Yeah. So from there, we were like, you know what? what can we come up with right just random stuff so we came up with one and once again we we got art from canva like free art from canva or like we pay for the papers paid subscription so we get art from yeah. there and for i think just the protagonist i guess you could say we 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 got one from you know uh, a ai generated um website so but for us it was more for just the fun of it yeah obviously we wouldn't do nothing and we even create a whole thing because so i i threw the idea out there and i'm one of those people that i i just throw the ideas and then afterwards i it gets stuck in my head so i do it yeah just to do it and that's it which i still have it here <laughs> hilarious <laughs> once again because i was like how, how like what is yeah. the most randomest thing it could be so i was like you know what and I, I think I think I, I asked Ernest, I was like, give me some an object. He's like glasses. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come up with something with glasses, right? <laughs> so I, I obviously I had to come up with the whole backstory. And I, I did the whole pitch. I was like, you know, this has happened and this happened and this and this. Yeah. And and what's it called in there? <laughs> like it, once again, for these kind of stuff, I think AI stuff is awesome. Yeah. But for um, hobbies, yes. Um yeah. I think we we all agree on is. Doing it in your hobby or just playing around completely okay. But once you start trying to monetize something that yeah. this AI is giving you, is where we all have an issue. Like, yeah, it's, come on. <laughs> yeah. Cause if you guys like took that idea and then just like either hired an artist, did the art yourself, and then like you could use the prompts or whatever to help you outline it and then wrote it, like awesome. Like that's it, sounds like a hilarious idea that I would probably read. I love like <laughs> long titles on stuff because like I grew up with like pop punk, so it's always oh, okay. like her lawyer made to change the yeah like and if it's three sentences I'm like oh I'm gonna listen to this song, so like <laughs> stuff like that I'm like yeah, yeah I'm in. <laughs> oh but no yeah like I I think that's uh like uh, some of the issues with AI and I, I know there's a yeah. lot of people that don't don't understand AI they're a little bit scared of it. Yeah. Um. It's like those. I, I I have a friends and family, right? Where they're like, you know what? Um, which they, again, they don't even understand algorithms, right? Where they're like, you know what? I 
I was talking about uh, shoes, and all of a sudden, like, at my feedback, shoes started coming up with, you know, like, they start, I started getting advertising for shoes, I started getting this, and I was like, you do know how the algorithm works, right? The algorithm works based to learn, learn from you, kind of, it almost makes a little digital brain of, all right, this, this is, this is John, right? What does John like to do? John, John, John writes comic books. What would John want to buy, you know, and based off of what yeah. you type because of the cookies and because of you give everything permission to read your stuff, obviously it, it brings that in. And afterwards it could also, um, kind of spit out information, uh, or that is advertised for you specifically. So I'm like, yeah. that's how it works. But people are like, no, my phone listens to me. I'm like, I don't think, yeah. I think the government has better things to do than just to listen to you 24 seven. Right. Like I, yeah. If, well, if somebody's getting paid to listen to me, <laughs> I fully believe they do listen to us. However, I do understand that the data points that they collect, that all these sites are using and collecting and our cookies and stuff like that. Like, yes, that's how they are advertising to us, but I will never discount that they're listening. They might not yeah. listen to you today. They might not listen to you tomorrow, but they got and recorded everything that you said. Obviously, yes. So they have. So we live in a time where anything you do, there's a footprint, right? Uh, right. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that there's a, there's a guy, I don't know from where I think he's in Europe, right? Who built this huge like software, right? Where you pull you post a picture of yourself or whoever you want, and it'll show you cameras around the world. I think I've that, seen that have that have the you know they've captured you. Jesus. So like if you like if I post a picture of myself, it'll be like, oh, you know, you went to Costco, you know, you went to here, you went to here, you went to here. And it's scary, right? Because it's all obviously it's all it's all gets yeah. connected and from there. Um, that's where the data the data is, right? So I like how people saw that scene in Dark Knight where Batman has like the the wall of things, <laughs> and they're like, "This is too powerful. We should never use it." And he's like, "You're right." And then the government's like, "Or right. <laughs> we do this for real." <laughs> <laughs> now listen to me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I don't even know. Like, so I just learned maybe last month that. Do you know most highways or interstates in the U.S. have cameras? Like a lot of places have just public cameras where you can just log on yeah. to the camera and just watch cars go by. Yeah. Like in this public domain, there's a lot of cameras out here and you can easily yeah. be caught and be seen and somebody can just access a camera randomly like, oh, I can go track down this car. You can have all of this information on people. Like it, it's kind of scary when we start talking about data yeah. points and what we what's really available for people to see. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and I, I remember a few years ago, I, I want to say it was maybe maybe I was still in high school or maybe I, I had just gotten out of high school, but um, there was a website where you can go and uh, you could click on IP addresses, right. And all those IP addresses would be linked to a camera that was open. That was uh, like, whether it be a security camera, weird. whether That's it be weird. something, but you don't know where it's at. It just, you click on the IP and it, it, it takes you somewhere, right? So back then I didn't know uh, how, how can I find, you know, where the, where the IP is or where it's based off of, just based off of the numbers, right? So it, it was, I found it like, oh, super cool. And then it's like, oh, I'll, like, 
a lot of people felt like, oh, look, you're a hacker because you're hacking into yeah. a camera. Well, you, you're not. You're clicking a link, yeah. right? But yeah. you know, back in the day, you're a kid. You're you're young. You're like, oh yeah, I, I feel so cool. And <laughs> just just you... looking at nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> or clicking through all the links to like, you know what? Something good has to come up. But that did all that would always scare me until till today. I block all my cameras. Like on my laptop, I bought the little slits to cover them. On these cameras, uh, once I'm done, I literally take off the camera and face it down on the on the desk. So if somebody logs in, all they see is just the um the table, right? The keyboard. I, I I mute everything, I unplug stuff just yeah. because I was like, you know what? I know it's possible. Right. Yeah. Um. So it is scary. Got to be safe. <laughs> it, it, it it's it's scary. Uh. And I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. So right before we uh started started the podcast, I know uh, we were talking a little bit about uh Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um. So just based off of the clips that you've seen, based off of the promo, um. Like, what are your expectations for the for the show? Because my expectations are it has to be better than the movie, right? right. <laughs> it, it cannot be worse than the movie. I was like, yeah. please let it not be worse than the movie. So, uh, and I, I seen a clip where people were like really, really pissed off because in, in the, I think it was in the trailer, uh, some of the uh, bending was kind of slow-mo. They're like, oh, if this is how bending will be, then I don't want it, right? Yeah, so I'm excited for it. Like, I want to see it. I know people were mad about um, uh, what's the name of the Earthbender, the the oh, king yeah, guy, yeah, uh, buddy, King Boomy. Uh, Boomy. Boomy. Yeah. People were like, "Oh, Boomy looks weird." I was like, "He looked weird in the cartoon. He had an old face, but like a ripped body. He looked like uh, <laughs> balls. Yeah, balls he right like, there. Yeah, he was jacked." <laughs> What <laughs> always bothers me about that is like when people like when we're doing live adaptations of cartoons, you can't expect it to be accurate. They want and shot for shot reenactments. <laughs> and I was like, listen, I like as long as they know how to say like ang and they're not like ang or whatever <laughs> right. weird way they were saying it in the movie, like I, yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. As long as like Sokka's funny and like I just want Toph, like just give me Toph already yeah top is yeah. yeah and then i'm good like i don't need to see everything shot for shot because i already saw it like a bunch mm -hmm. of times like i just give me the story do it a little bit different so that way i'm like still interested in it but like just as long as the characters are still the same and then like uncle iroh is not like a jerk for no reason like don't change that kind of stuff just oh, no. like yeah keep it Keep the characters keep real. The yeah, that's all I want. So um, I completely agree with that, and that's what I feel about the one feet, the One Piece anime adaption for Netflix. It, while it, in its essence, it is the same series, they're going about it a completely different way, and yeah. I I can appreciate that. Like, yes, there are things that they stuck to, which are key points and concepts, but there's also major things that they changed, and I'm here for it. it it's it's the same story completely being retold in a different way. And that's all I can ask is give me something fresh. Yeah. I like it. Like I like the casting. I like what they've done so far. 
Um, I don't mind about the small changes. It's just keep it fresh. Yeah. Did you guys see the uh, Scout Pilgrim cartoon that came out? I yes, I did. I didn't finish it, but I seen most of the episodes. Yeah, I like how they changed it up. Like I, because I thought it was just going to be the movie, (laughs) and then like after the first episode, I was like, "What are we doing?" (laughs) Yeah, I I was like, "Wait, Scout Pilgrim." Dies like what? Well, like, yeah. like, what? The movie is very. Di- I I even have the books, right? The Scott Pilgrim books. Yeah. I was like, that. This is not what happens. <laughs> but then you yeah. get into it, like you know what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, you gave us something new, and it was by the, like the original writer and stuff. I was like, I could appreciate this for what it is and all that. And that's that's was the that key statement. Is appreciating it for what it is. You can't yeah. don't like you can't keep comparing it to the original source or the source. It's it's on its it is of its own right. It stands on its own two legs or four legs, however many you want to yeah. give it. But it just stands on its own. You can't continuously compare it. It is great for what it is. No, I was as long as it makes sense. Yeah, it actually. You could tell like what kind of story it is and it's based off of. For example, just like and, and the reason why I say that is uh, just not another Dragon Ball Revolution. Because <laughs> that, that movie had nothing to do with the, with Dragon Ball. So I was like, what like yeah, you had to you had the characters named, you know, like stuff like that, you know, but that's that's about it. I was like, wow, this movie is really bad, right? So I was like, Ugh. yeah. I remember yeah. watching that and being like, Piccolo's the bad guy? Because <laughs> I remember Piccolo and like Dragon Ball was like the bad guy for like an arc or whatever, but I was like, yeah. they kind of team up pretty quick after that. And in yeah. this, it was just like, he was like the master villain. I was like, no. Well, that's... Yeah, I was like, that. I don't know how this is going to work, and then it didn't work. Uh, no. Yeah, but somebody <laughs> saw that and was like, these guys need to be on a show called shameless that's gonna run for like 10 years <laughs> which was shameless was an amazing show right and yeah based in chicago you know like yeah but i've been to that house oh yeah yeah because it's right by my uh grandma's house so i like oh, okay. sneak by there i drive by i was like oh that's awesome and then i, I just keep rolling <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see you you could always sign up to be an extra for one of for one of the seasons, right? Well, obviously when it was still filming. Well, I want to be on the bear. Like that's like my goal. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Like I'm gonna bear. Yeah, because one of my buddies works on the set, so I just told him I was like, just tell me where you're gonna be, and I'll just be ready. And then maybe <laughs> I like drop some comics on the floor, and then somebody <laughs> sees it and picks it up and makes it. Like I don't know. And he was like, you there can't you do that. And I was like, I. I I was like, I don't know how they got there, but I'll just show up. <laughs> like, like oh. I'll do the Chicago accent if they want me to. Like, I can do it. Like, <laughs> sausage, ma, I can do it. Ma. <laughs> ma. I personally, I really thoroughly enjoyed the bear. Like, it was well, so I good. The, what is it? The first two seasons? It's two seasons. Yeah. Then they, oh. So the first season, phenomenal. The second season started losing me because I feel like they got away from the cooking and more so into the drama. Um, yeah. Like they got away from the restaurant and what it really was, and then more into the drama. And I don't think I've really, I, I haven't really gotten to the third season yet. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
it's it's good. It's just like that second season was more about like each person's individual story. And I was like, all right. And then like the last episode kind of brings everyone together, which I liked. But like I used to work in a kitchen. So that show gives me PTSD. <laughs> like uh, every time they start screaming, I was like, here we go. And then they were chain smoking on that show. And I'm yes, just like, so yeah. much. That's the most real thing. It was just like me and three, like I was like 16 working like full time in a kitchen. So I shouldn't have been there, but it was like me and like three, just angry, like Mexican guys outside, just chain smoking together and like just cursing at everybody pissed off. And then they would hit on like the waitresses and stuff that were my age. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, your wife dropped you off, man. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Kitchens are yeah. a gross place. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, they are. that show is yeah. so real. <laughs> yeah, like my brother worked at a, a pizza like, place. When you can see a show that you can relate to on that level, that gives you, like, it is real. And so I've worked in kitchens and I've enjoyed it. Like, I get I do get anxiety when you hit the machine going or you hit chef and he started yelling out orders. It's like, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> you get excited. Like, okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> You you run to the kitchen, grab a pan. I, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> I love cooking. So like after that show for the next like month, I was like making every meal when I got home. I would just tell my wife like what to go get. And then mm-hmm. I, like I learned how to make like stir fry in a week because I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to learn. Like I have, I'm making it tomorrow. I'm going to make like a whole TikTok thing about it. But like I, I already prepped my rice today. I made it so that way it's dry. I got all okay. my ingredients laid out for tomorrow. Like I'm good to go. But I was making like Cubans, like Cubanos and stuff Ooh. and steak sandwiches for like a week. It was just like nothing but carbs and meat. It was just like <laughs> the most unhealthy week of my life. It was like just the movie Chef on repeat in my kitchen. Like alcohol was flowing. There was music. My son's all confused on what I'm doing. And I was like, no, no, man, you got to cut like this. <laughs> yeah. No, Yeah. It, it does happen. I, I know for me, um, I, I watching Hell's Kitchen, um, it's the it's it was the reason why I uh, I went away from ordering my meat, um, well done, to medium or medium rare. What because, is this? Come on! Yeah, <laughs> I would see Gordon Ramsay get so pissed off, like, yeah. yeah, you've overcooked it. It's medium or medium rare, and I was like, oh crap! I'm like, I don't want to meet Gordon Ramsay one day. In my head, right? And <laughs> he sees I'm eating a well cooked steak, or you know, he's like, he will curse me out. So I was like, you know what? No, I, and I tried it and I was like, damn, I've been eating meat wrong this whole time <laughs> because it is more flavorful. I was like, you know what? Gordon Ramsay had a point. He, yeah, the, the man had a vision. I should have known, like, he knows more about this than I do. I should have just gone with what he wanted or what he said, right? Just code it. Top, bottom, side, salt, pepper, whatever you want to add. Done. Throw it on a plate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little less no, than I like. And I will say, I would admit, I cannot do medium rare. I will do medium. But anything under that, mm, <laughs> that, that's pushing the line. I don't want my meat to still move or make a noise <laughs> when I'm right into it. <laughs> it well, twitches a little as you cut it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say I, that, I know, and then at um, the same time, I still want to go to Japan and try live octopus. Like, 
just oil them up and throw them in. like I still want to have the experience some cultural experiences but there's a line I, somewhere I, in there it's true yeah. if, if it still could move I don't know man like I, like I know with uh, Ernest we went to um we, we went to a what was it a Japanese uh steakhouse yeah uh, Hulu you yeah, which it is not the uh um service you know it's not the uh movie service or tv series you know like it's not hulu the channel uh, whatever it, there's a restaurant called hulu uh and uh, it's, it's here in chicago and there's a they got a little japanese market next to it and everything right and it's pretty cool and uh so we went and uh when we got there um they asked everybody that's me Ernest, and my daughter they're like all right how do you guys will watch your meat so i out they asked me first and i was like oh medium well right and then ernest said oh medium and my dad's like oh medium and i was like oh you know what I, I i take that back i want medium and from there like even even the host was like no they were they were just joking on me they're like no it's fine it's fine we'll do medium well for you king this i'm like nah come on man, stop <laughs> just, just i just spent spent the first thing i didn't know everybody was gonna go with medium like it's easier if we all just do the same i don't care if it's medium or medium well you know either or um but yeah like when there's it comes a place to called meat, uh yeah. there's a place called mitsuwa it's in like arlington heights maybe it's like north but it's a japanese market but there's like 10 different restaurants inside of it looks like a mini mall but it's yes yeah yeah i've been there, so yes, i went yeah. there and i ordered the ramen and then they're just like oh do you want an extra egg and i was like I guess, and they were like a fucking that big, like the like the duck <laughs> eggs, like the huge ones. And I was like, "How do I eat this?" So I'm like looking around, and it's like guys that are like hunched over their bowls that know what they're doing, or like girls taking pictures, like with the thing and stuff. I was like, "Someone eat normal, so I know what I'm doing," because <laughs> I didn't like there was something in there that was on top. It's like a fish patty, but it's like circular and it's got the spiral shape. I didn't know what it was. So I was like, is this like in my head? I'm like, oh, this is like an onion because it looked like a savoya. I was like, okay, I, like I know what this is going to taste like. And I bit it and I was like, no, they lied to me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they're like, a... oh, it's they're like, it's extra spicy. And I was like, I can handle heat. And then I started drinking the broth and I was like, oh, mm. shit. I was like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Which I, I do that mistake very often like i i order from us uh two specific chinese places right and i've ordered so much from them that every time i ask for a combination fried rice i'll be like extra extra spicy and they take that extra extra spicy to the heart where like <laughs> i'm eating it and i'm just like sweating and i'm just like i like i'm i'm as i'm eating it i'm just like i hate myself for eating it right so I always you add a sweet and sour sauce, and but I'll finish it. I'll finish it, and like my stomach will be crap for like a week. You yeah. know, like it, it's just like I end up with a headache. I end up with like my, <laughs> the back of my head's hurting. My for some reason my back is hurting. It's just a lot, but I still eat it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> that that that's kind of how it goes with spicy food, and yeah, but um. Going back to uh series, uh so for you, John, if somebody was to tell you, like, hey, uh we want to pick up one of your comics, we want to create a uh a, 
either a movie or a TV show. Uh, one, and I think we talked about it last time, but I like the the uh, answer might change, right? Um, which you wanted to be a movie, which you wanted to be a TV series, and which book would you want for to be the first one? So I think a good first one would probably be Americana because it's definitely paced like a movie already. Like it's got different point of views. It's got like a lot of character emotion in it already, like out of the, like out of the gate. So I think that would be the one that if somebody's like, which one of these could we make? I I would hand them that one and let them run with it. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like it would be a FX show. Yeah, like I like what they're doing with um Fargo and all or that AMC. stuff. Like yeah, I like how they're like making these movies into like these series things and it's kind of like an anthology. Mm-hmm. Uh like I'm really excited to watch the newest season of True Detective because the director mm-hmm. I brought her up last time. She was the one that I said would direct Lockjaw if I could pick somebody. Yeah. Yeah. She she did the newest season of True Detective. Like she's the showrunner oh. for it, so I like hype. But I wanted all of it to come out so I could just binge it. Binge but I've been it, yeah. talking to her on like Twitter and stuff because I followed her like really early on, so she hasn't realized like I'm just like a fan and like her wheel of people <laughs> that she like responds to. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, all I, right. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That'd be pretty cool. Like uh, I honestly, I think a lot of the books that you write. They could um, easily do that transition. Um, what's it called from you know from book to TV series? Which honestly, for me, I would. I, I prefer when comic books sometimes are more TV series versus movies, because yeah. it's more better paced. You're able to add more stuff on there versus a movie where, either you make like a six hour movie like a. Uh, what's it called Zack Snyder try doing with Justice League or yeah. you know you, you end up cutting it try cut it like into two hours or three hours and then and then afterwards piss off with like a whole Ugh. group of people because oh, it's like, oh, like, yeah. which I'm not gonna lie I was one of those people that was like wow this is what you came up with but they're like oh you gotta watch a six hour long movie I was like oh crap come on <laughs> I'm like Can I, I I'll watch it, it in parts yeah, I like I did the whole thing through, and I was like, "This is just long." Like every time something went into slow motion, it would just be like cyborg reaching for a door, and it would like rain dropping in slow motion behind him as he's like pulling it open. I was like, "This doesn't need to be slow motion." <laughs> I was like, "Put him inside; it's fine." Or like everything, like Batman would do a kick and then the guy would fall super dramatic. I was like, we saw 300. We get it. Like, you like this. <laughs> but I was like, six hours. Did you guys watch his zombie movie on Netflix? Uh, yeah. Uh, is that the one? Uh, what's it called? Uh, Army of the Dead or something like that? Yeah, it's like uh, Dave, uh, Batista. Dave Batista. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely that one. Yeah. It got yeah, weird. It got real weird because like they would somebody would shine the head. I was like, was that a robot? And then like <laughs> in the background, something fly by. I'm like, UFOs? <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? And then like the focus would be like right here on somebody's eye, and then everything else is like blown out. And I'm just like, 
the the guy's not like signaling me with his eyes. I don't know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I, I, like every time I watched it, like because I watched it once just to watch it, and then my buddy's like, "You missed the point of it. Watch it again." And I was like, "I don't think I did." Then I watched it again. I was like, "I really didn't." I, was, I really didn't miss it. I was like, this could have just been a simple story about a heist gone wrong with zombies, and I would have loved it. It could have been so because he did zombies. He did the um, Dawn of the Dead remake. That was him. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how did you miss the mark this bad? Because he just took every idea. He was like, zombie tiger, zombie call girls, robot, <laughs> aliens, and nobody at Netflix was like, pick one. Like just, just <laughs> right on a big one. Just yeah. pick one. <laughs> and then at the end of it, they were just like sequel question mark. I was like, I don't want it. And then they're like, Oh, we're gonna do a uh, a prequel about prequel, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. guy that does the lock. I was like, I didn't care about him then. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. I was like, Oh my god. And then I watched that stupid rebel moon thing. So um, First off, uh, we had a whole podcast about what are. Can you give us your thoughts on Rebel Moon? Like complete. Wait, 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 wait. I, I got it. I got it. There you go. <laughs> we did a yeah. What are your thoughts on Rebel Moon? My God, that is what <laughs> happens when there's no like leash on a person to be like, "Hey, stop!" Like one idea. <laughs> And do it because like the whole time I was waiting for jokes like, OK, we got a crew together. I was like, one of them's got to be funny. One of them's got to be serious. One's going to be like the quiet guy who's like a secret killer. I was thinking like Magnificent Seven. The yeah. Entire okay. time. I was like, because I love that movie. I was like, OK, cool. It's going to be Magnificent Seven in space. Star Wars themed. I got it. I was like, there's the Empire. There's the Emperor guy. Why is that robot running into the like field? <laughs> okay. I was like, that's fine. And then like, there's like, oh, there's this girl with like a bucket of water or whatever. And I was like, okay, she's friends with the robot. I got it. And then the robot just fucking abandons her. I was waiting yeah. for like the robot to like kick into gear. I was like, sure. And then like the every, like right away, everyone just kind of joined them, but they didn't help them. Like the guy breaking the animal. I was like, okay, yeah. I saw Harry Potter write a hippogriff. <laughs> I get it. And then, like, the, the fat guy, be, like, being like, oh, you broke him, so now I can follow, like, grab his leash? I was like, feed the bird or something. And then when he kills him, I was like, yeah, I got it. And then, like, even the lady with the spider, like, there's a child in danger. There's a spider that's monster. So and the lady that's with two exactly swords. what I, was I like, said. I yeah. help her. I was waiting <laughs> no, for, like, somebody. And then the whole time, I was like, no one here is friends. Why are we helping uh -uh. each other? Yeah. And, and then, like, the rebellion. <laughs> I wanted the rebellion to be bigger because I was like, okay, well, like, if these guys are space Nazis, we need, like, a rebel force that's going to kick ass. And it's just, like, a brother or sister and, like, six neighborhood friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, half of them leave to join them. And all she did was give like one speech about like the enemy is bad. The bad guys are here. You need to stop the bad guys. And the sister's like, not yet. And the guy was like, I'm going to go. And then they just like final act. And then, but then at the final act, it's the most Zack Snyder cut. 
because like it would be like a shot of a box in slow motion and then i see a key character dying behind it and i was like <laughs> he got shot <laughs> i was like you're shooting this wrong and, like oh. i was getting really frustrated and then i like looked at i paused it to do something and when i came back i saw how much time i had left i was like 15 minutes is not enough time to wrap this up and then, like, the whole last 15 minutes is just undoing everything that this movie did. Because they're like, <laughs> oh, this guy that we said wasn't important, and that's why we sent him on this mission. Well, he's important enough to resurrect and waste Johnny's time again. <laughs> <laughs> so with that movie, right? Like, that that was one, one of my first things when I was like, you know what? You got, you got one lady fighting a spider. There's, there's, there's a child. Everybody's just like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna join and help, even though there's a kid in danger, and we're also not gonna care if the kid dies, right? Because they're just standing there, all of them. There's a group group of them, right? Yeah. And then you you get like the most supposedly like the most scary scared person or whatever, the most regular normal person. He's the one that just jumps, runs in, you know, <laughs> and that's supposed to build his character. Yeah, I was like, if anything, it talks more about the other people. Than his character, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I, I see what they tried doing. They tried doing uh from Captain America. I don't know if you guys remember the clip where uh they take out a grenade and they throw in they throw in and the field and, and he jumps on it, right? Yeah. Uh, so they tried doing something like that to establish yeah. his character, but it just it it just made everybody look bad. <laughs> I don't know like, any character's name, and I watched that movie twice. I forgot nobody, all the characters' names. Nobody. I'm sorry that you watched that movie twice. I watched so, I watched it once, and then I immediately went into our group chat and I cursed out Miguel because he asked us to watch this for this bruise and reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I demanded my time back. I demanded you got to pay me in two hours of something. They're doing a sequel, I, yeah. I and watch well, the no, movie. they're doing a a Snyder cut of it. They're doing a like a three hour, four hour cut of the first movie before the second one comes out. Wow. It's, it's and I'm so like, screwed. I'm like, who's asking for more slow motion? <laughs> well, the biggest problem I had, I knew I wasn't going to like it out of the gate. Cause like you see the girl plowing. So old school plow, there's like a horse monster thing. I get it. But behind her is a planet. That's like this close to them. I'm like, that's <laughs> not, how gravity works if you can touch it it's too close like I, at no point if you shoot me and the moon together in a shot should the moon be right here if it is i'm dead i'm floating in space right and I, the whole time i'm looking at it i was like i know important things are happening right now because like the girl's talking to this guy who i should probably know his name but like the moon is just like their jupiter is like right behind him with like the ring i was like this is very pretty but this is also it feels like a guy was like you know we're gonna do star wars but bigger they're like so everything is just bigger they're like yeah we're gonna put the sons of tatooine over this guy's shoulder and then they're never gonna leave <laughs> and then like that village they're just like you think they would be better about being sneaky because the whole time they're living under like this whole guise of like what's going on and huh? at the first sign of pressure they're all like we did it, and then they run off. I'm just like, oh, okay, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the town we got to protect. Biggest, 
downfalls or one of my biggest problems with the movie was the fact that the whole hero group is like everybody's been doing their own thing for years. And then all of a sudden this person that you don't know walks yeah. up to yeah. you and and you, you're ready to go with them for like, fuck everything I've been doing. Fuck the life that I've been setting up that I've been running from this government for years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to trust this person that I don't know. And then immediately, as soon as we all get together, the next scene is we all get trapped because we didn't yeah. know each other. six lone wolves don't work in a story that's not how it like and none of them had personalities like i like there was no character development no person there was no reason for you to to like anybody yeah at all and then like one guy story i don't even know why she was the main character i don't know like oh she was a bad guy turned good or run away who was living in this quiet village and nobody knew her story. But 10 minutes after a disaster, she was like, who wants to hear 40 minutes of exposition? Cause I'm ready to go. <laughs> it just didn't make sense. No. And they're like, we got six of these movies for you guys. I'm like, I just wanted one good one. Like, and they're like, we're doing comics, we're doing movies, we're gonna do audiobooks. I'm like, just do one and do it well. Like, that's it. I get it. There was a good government, then space Nazis, and <laughs> one girl's gonna save them all. And one robot. Like, they didn't even go back to try to remake robots at all. They're just like, well, you know, no. robots got too yeah. strong, so we're done. I'm just like, <laughs> turn down the robots then, man. Yeah. yeah. Like when when I was here, I was here. Like uh, I remember I was watching right, and I was like, first of all, they got Anthony Hopkins voicing the robot, right? I was like, that's that's a pretty old voice for a robot, right? Yeah. Uh, but I was like, all right, cool. And the robots, you know, he's there. One, he makes supposedly one big decision of like he's gonna stand up, stand up against uh, the government, and then he just disappears. Yeah. And you don't see him until the end of the movie with flowers, or with, what was it? Was it with horns or something like that? The horns, it was like a crown or horns. something. Yeah, yeah. The crown of horns. Yeah. So you know he went off and like saved like a tribal village from like two bad guys or something, and then they <laughs> named him a hero, and now he's gonna come back loving people. And but we're not gonna see him in the second movie. I guarantee it. Till the point where the heroes are totally screwed, and then he's gonna come in. In like Zack Snyder's slow motion, like through a wall or something, with the <laughs> horn still perfectly in place. But we'll get his story in like a seven-part comic, and I'm gonna be like, yeah. I don't want to read it, but now I have to because like, where did he get the horns? <laughs> like, I'm gonna hate watch all of these, and just keep. I it was one of those things. Like, I watched it and I felt better about myself. I was like, all right, cool. This movie came out. Not a lot of people liked it. So I and I know I can keep writing because I could write better than that. Like I, I <laughs> no, I, I was just like, Jesus Christ. And because he I guess like his Star Wars pitch got rejected. And I was like, I can yeah. only imagine how long it would take for a lightsaber to ignite. Cause like the rain would have to fall, then it would like light up, but it would go like here real slow. And the focus would only be on the hilt as it, like the blade goes up. <laughs> Every swing takes four minutes. 
we back in the original Dragon Ball Z where a 30 yeah. minute fight <laughs> took two years to tell. Yeah. That uh yeah. Saiyan saga thing or the Ginyu yeah. Force took forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a very long saga right there. <laughs> I, I I I remember and especially, you know, like when I was when you would watch it, it's like it gets to a certain episode and I guess they catch up so they couldn't dub it. So they would yeah. start off from the beginning again. And then you would have to wait until that until you you like get to that part to continue the new story or like what you haven't seen. So yeah. <laughs> God man, that, that those yeah. those, those were the days, right? But so, um, but just on the last note on this is I feel like speaking about that is one thing animation and anime get away with a lot is the fact that you got a 30 minute segment, but I can guarantee you they're gonna they're gonna have two to three minutes of intro and then about five minutes of um going back and retelling the story yeah. from the last episode so that you really only get about 10 to 15 minutes of animation. I wouldn't even say 11 minutes because they still have to have the outro and the credits going at the end. I wrote a comic called Till Death Do We Part, and I wrote it because I was watching a lot of anime, and I was just getting angry the entire time because I would watch uh, My Hero, and he kept saying, like, he kept talking about All Might and, like, how he was going to be the best. And I had just come off like Naruto and Naruto telling me the same thing. And like (laughs) one piece, like I'm going to be king of the pirates. So I was like, okay, I get it. Like in Shonen, you got to yell your cause. So I I wanted to write like a comic, but where the character was kind of the worst, but like very inspired by like anime. So like that whole book is just like my making fun of like certain anime tropes. And just like, it's hilariously inappropriate. And like horror filled and stuff because they like fight these demonic things. And then like I keep making fun of fan service in it where the girl is just like, yeah, you like like those anime things. And they're always just girls like falling over their skirts get blown up or something. But she's fighting in like a skirt. And then when she gets hit, it's like the boobs are in the air. And then he was like, but do you not see what's happening here? Yeah. (laughs) So, like, it made fun of the tropes of it while still acknowledging, like, that that's what we grew up with. That's how we got into a lot of the nerdy things we got into was because of anime. But, like, every time I would watch a a fight on, like, uh, My Hero especially, it would be, like, 30 seconds of cool fight sequence two minutes of the, like an inspirational speech about how we got this no matter what <laughs> the character that you didn't think was important it's like they'll introduce like a character who's like my quirk is like i can turn cell phones into carrots and then they're gonna be like well why is that important he's like it's not go into like two minutes of tragic backstory about turning everyone's cell phone into a carrot <laughs> and then he, it turns out that the bad guys are talking on old nokia's and then in one second, he turns them all into carrots. And then one guy is like allergic to carrots. So it kills him instantly. But then now <laughs> the bad guys can't talk. And then All Might can punch them because now they can't coordinate. I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was like, this is three episodes. <laughs> I was like, I have a child. I don't have time for this. <laughs> and then I'll, like, I'll text my cousin. I was like, carrots? Exclamation marks. And he was like, Great stuff, though. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) No substance. 
But then I'll watch like all of Chainsaw Man and be like, that was really bloody and super horny. Like, God. Yes, it was. Yeah, because like I didn't know. So like I made sure like my kid was asleep. Like I was like, all right, this is gonna be scary. I gotta watch this by myself. I watched it, I was like, Yeah, that was gross. And then like his whole purpose is like instead of being king of the pirates, gonna have the best quirk, whatever, it's just like I'm gonna touch boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and I was it. like that. I was like, that's not going to carry this whole series. And it is so far because I'm not done yet. And I was like, I feel a lot better about my my horny comic. Like, <laughs> he's got a purpose other than touching boobs. <laughs> but I'm, I still got to finish it because I got to know if he does or not. Like, I mean, it's so it's a simple concept, but I definitely enjoy uh, hmm, Chainsaw Man. Like, yeah, it, it's a it's refreshing. Cool. Like, OK, you don't have to aim. So I don't have to be King of Empires. I don't have to be right. Hokage. I just want some sex. Like, I, matter of fact, yeah. I don't even want it. So I just want to get the first base. Yeah. Just let me get the first that's base it. and we're cool. That's, <laughs> it's going to carry them for a 13 seat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, guess, oh, I guess we could go ahead and move forward, though. Um, yeah. Which we can jump back to the point of you said you had a lot of conventions that you're getting ready to attend. So let's go ahead and talk about what your convention season looks like and how we're going to how you're getting prepped. Um, yeah. What do you want to do and go from there? So I have a Barrington Libraries having like a fandom fest this weekend. So it's like free to the public, but it's uh, some other comic creators are going to be there. Uh, one of my buddies built like a life-size Dalek from uh, Doctor Who. So like mm. he's going to have that there. He makes a lot of cool props. So he's going to be teaching like a class. But I have that one. I have uh, Days of the Dead in March, which is like a horror convention. We did yes. it last yeah. year in November. And we did pretty good at that show. So we're going again this year. And then uh, we have, uh, there's like a toy show in Romeoville. It's like a two-day one. But like Jake mm. the Snake's supposed to be there. Or like some wrestling. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got a table there. So I was like, all right, that show's just gonna be me selling Lucha Forever. Like <laughs> all right, I know it. So now uh a cool thing we started doing is like uh because the library show is gonna be more kids than anything. So I'm gonna put we have like four kids titles now, those will be in the front. So we're starting to like maneuver our tables to like what I suspect the audience is gonna be into. And then kind of going from there. So, and then we have, since I talked to you guys last, like eight new books out Whoa. and then like new series and then one brand new one coming out uh, in like a month. And it's like a Dungeons and Dragons meets Tron. It's a family. So like it's a family with six siblings and they get sucked into a D&D module. Where the brother that plays D&D is like afraid to let the game progress because he knows if it goes forward, it's going to get harder. So let's stay in level one. We fight a bunch of goblins trying to rob a cart. And then every night we go home safe. The little sister is like, screw this. And she messes up the game and finds like a map that they're not supposed to open. Because the whole time he's like, that's a trap. Don't open it. And and one day, because she's tired of reliving the same day. She opens it and now they're fighting like this giant fire elemental. And he, the brother's like, what did you do? And now the game has to progress to the next part of it. 
So now they have no choice because the whole time they're waiting for someone to save them because it's not just them that get sucked in. It's a whole school. So I'm playing oh. with like the breakfast club stereotypes of like the jocks are all barbarians because they all got into the game and they're like, we're jacked. We got hammers. We're going to do this. And like <laughs> the preppy kids, it's just like a row of wizards with no blunt force. So the moment the goblins get close, they're glass cannons. So like playing with like stuff, like just a bunch of tropes and all that. But like that one's called familiar dungeons. Cause it's about family and it's about like birth order. So like there's an older sister and I have, it's like my family. Cause I have seven siblings. So I just Ooh. took them. Yeah. I have five sisters and two brothers and then me. And I, it's like one older sister, me, and then everybody else. And I'm like the nerdiest one. Cause one of my brothers is like a minor league soccer player. Another one's like super into fashion, like my brother. And then like all my sisters are like mean as hell. <laughs> like they're super strict, but they're like all the stereotypes that there are about like Latina women. It's all of them. Like all of them. Got it. <laughs> but my little sister just had a baby and okay. she just turned 20. So like all of that anxiety and fear went into that book. So we're going to have that book coming out in time for C2E2. So I'm nice. excited for that. Yeah, and uh, then we I'm have like like that. Yeah, and then we yeah. got like fan expo and stuff at the end of the year. So I got a lot of shows this year, so it's gonna be exciting. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm always surprised by the books that you come up with because <laughs> it's like you know, like I remember I remember like when when you know like I first uh I first heard of heard of your comics, it was Lockjaw, right? So I was like, oh, you know, like that that's cool. You know, like I've never seen a comic like that. But afterwards, when I saw Lucha, like, for example, Lucha Forever, I was like, I did not expect that, you know, from yeah. Lockjaw to that. And then it's like Cinema Muerte, and it's like, wait, <laughs> oh, crap. Like, that's just a big jump, right? And then, like, it, 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 like the jumps keep going and going, which is good, right? Because it's, it's fresh. It's very different. You know, like, it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. always surprised. I'm not going to lie. I'm very so surprised. I like I like writing about different aspects of my life in like all of them. So like uh, Lucha Forever was like my fear of doing something creative because I have a family and they're depending on me. And if this fails, everything fails. Lockjaw is like like friendship because like it starts off with him and his group. But it's like purpose and dedication versus missing the life around you. Cinema Muerte is about like doing creative stuff with your friends and still being able to enjoy the life that you want to live while pursuing your stuff so like each one of them has like me in it in those regards um my weirdest one is a new one that's going to be coming out called glass passenger and it's about a guy who like goes to his like psychiatrist when he walks out of there he starts to see like puppets everywhere but they're oh. like they're like muppet puppets like they have like the mouths <laughs> that move and stuff but like one of them acts like it's been his roommate for forever. It's like his best friend is now a puppet and it's just them going about their life. But it, like, he's still trying to get the girl trying to get a promotion, all these like real life things. It's him. And is like the show, Ted or Wilfred, if you've ever seen those mm -hmm. where it's like a guy and then like a weird animal companion. Yeah. But uh, this thing really starts to get into like fear and anxiety because he starts to realize more and more throughout the issues that, there's a hand under the puppet. And then when he looks too far down, it's just a black ball that looks like a scribble with teeth and eyes. 
like a sleep paralysis. Okay. Thing. Yeah. So then oh. it's like if, but then like the whole time that he's doing it and he's getting madder at the puppet, the puppet's like, hey, like my eyes are up here. Don't look too far down. But the more he does it, and then it turns into like a full fledged horror story because now that thing is aware of him. So he can't exist in a comfortable space anymore because now he can see the monster under everyone's puppets. Mm, yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, they get weirder as they go. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, I'm always just very surprised by the different, different jumps and different concepts that you could come up with amazing content. And um, obviously like we're all, like every, I, these are books that we highly uh, advise for people to pick up. Yes, thank you. Recommend. See, I, I went with advice because I, I, for <laughs> some reason, I forgot the word recommend. Uh, but yeah, these are like any book that you put out. Like we highly recommend them. So for anybody that's listening, definitely uh, go out to um, abina.com, purchase as many books as you can. Trust me, you will enjoy them. You will read through them like i've i've read through like the ones that i have i I still got put out orders for like the new ones that you that you and i know i know you came up with new ones like i seen them on social media yeah uh which again everybody go follow john on instagram uh on tiktok um like i follow your content on instagram follow your content on on tiktok um and once again definitely go buy the books Uh, if you can make to make it to any of the cons Definitely go go meet John. Uh, amazing guy. Like I can't. We cannot say more praise about 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 you, John, and the work Thank you've you. you've done so far. Great. Especially the fact that I asked for something and it was delivered. I was like, it the the uh, the giant size. I was like, yes, you know. <laughs> we made a no. cut out of that. We made like these like plastic table display guys of the characters. Oh, okay. So we have a Humana one. So if you make it to a show, I'll have one set aside for you. Tell me which one you can go to and we'll, we'll have it. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll definitely let you know because yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, John, it, it was a pleasure. Um, Once again, uh, where can people find your work and uh, where can people follow you on social media and what could they expect? What new books could they expect from you? So uh, we have issue two of uh, Till Death Do We Part. That's like that anime one. So each issue is going to follow the like issue one will follow the, the main character, uh, Pedro Panteon. He's our lead guy. So issue one is going to follow him. Issue 1.5 is going to follow his love interest. So it's a romantic horror story. So it goes like guy, girl, guy, girl, guy, girl from each perspective. So that way mm. you can really feel the relationship grow and where it starts to fall apart. Oh, nice. Um, but you can follow us on TikTok, on Instagram, uh, venacomics.com. Uh, we have a Patreon where you can go to as well, uh, to just kind of like get one on ones if you guys want to talk to me about stuff. Otherwise, I respond in comments all the time too. So I'm everywhere. <laughs> nice. And you could always go find out how to make uh, fried rice, uh, if you follow John on TikTok <laughs> tomorrow. I'm gonna go live, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna make fried rice. You're going to hear me yell at my wife like, chef, move. <laughs> behind, Just behind. ashing cigarettes into my fried rice as I go. Uh, well, it, it was a pleasure, John. As always, uh, 
any Definitely. you're always invited to the, to uh, jump on an episode here. Um, this is your second home, um, and we look forward to hearing more, more and more every time we every time we talk to you, hearing more and more books that that come out. And uh, we wish you all the success, and uh, we can't wait to see you one day on Netflix. <laughs> Rebel Moon Three. I'm gonna direct it. <laughs> it was said here first. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, John. Thank you for uh, joining and for everybody else listening. Make sure you follow John on all social media. Follow us on all social media as well. Um, and yeah, if you get a chance, definitely go to one of the conventions. Absolutely. Peace, love, and happiness. All right. Adios, everyone.